down to Y Foodie Edge facing back right on. The only podcast taking you under the helmet. Expert analysis breaking down the quarterback play in the NFL each weekend. Don't that feel good when your crowd behind you? Let's give them something to cheer for now. This is Inside the Pocket with your host, Greg McElroy. Welcome to Inside the Pocket. I'm your host, Greg McElroy, and this is the weekly quarterback spotlight here on Inside the Pocket. We're going to go to a guy that is quietly, quietly starting to put some things together. Let's go to the Big Apple and watch Daniel Jones as he led his New York Giants to a 10-point victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, let's not get it twisted. The Eagles are a far cry from an elite-level competition. But, hey, we got to give credit where credit is due because if we look at Daniel Jones, this was a pretty impressive performance. He actually led the NFL in total QBR. Now, he didn't have a passing touchdown, but his adjusted completion percentage on top of it all, the highest in the entire league in week number 10. And like I said, he actually edged Tom Brady by two-tenths of a point for the highest QBR in week 10. His total numbers, his total stat line, 21 to 28 for 244 and averaged about nine yards an attempt or just under nine yards an attempt. So really, really impressive. What was most impressive, though, was the fact that he was pressured on a significant number of his dropbacks against the Eagles. He was pressured on 14 of his 33 dropbacks. That's 42% if you're keeping track of the percentages. And that was only the third time this season he's faced pressure on at least 40% of his dropbacks. What's amazing, though, is when they didn't put pressure on him, he carved them up, destroyed them. Absolutely destroyed him. He was 17 of 17 when he wasn't under duress. That's pretty amazing. So meaning if you could protect him, he was getting the ball out insanely well. According to next-gen stats, he averaged 2.35 seconds from snap to throw. That's the fastest rate of his entire career. So he was getting the ball out when he wasn't under pressure. When he was pressured, it wasn't great. He was okay. Uh, not bad, but good enough. He was 4 of 11 for 99 yards on those dropbacks in which he was pressured. So not the end of the world. But like I said, when he was fine, it was a clean pocket. He was getting the ball out really quickly. Just over 2.3 seconds per snap to release. And then, like I said, he was 17 of 17 when there was no pressure. What I loved most was his willingness to push the ball down the field. This was something that was struggling just a couple weeks ago. Watched him on Monday Night Football, and he wasn't really doing a great job throwing the deep ball. Well, on throws that traveled more than 10 yards downfield against the Eagles, he was 7-9 of for 167 yards. But I guess probably the most impressive thing is how he's been more and more willing to use his legs as part of the equation and kind of bringing their offense full circle. He now, after his 34-yard zone read rushing touchdown in the first quarter, 
He now has three carries of at least 30 yards this season. That's the second most in the NFL, trailing only Dalvin Cook. Think about that. Dalvin Cook has four of such carries. Daniel Jones has three 30-plus yard carries this year. It's pretty amazing. Of course, everyone's made fun of him for the fact that he tripped as he was wide open running into the end zone. But hey, the guy is knocking it out pretty well with his legs when it's asked upon. And this kind of zone read that the Giants are starting to implement offensively, it's paying a lot of dividends for him. They're averaging over 11 yards per carry when using the zone read right now. It's the most in the NFL. But let's get down to the tape. I thought it was a really good performance, like I alluded to, from start to finish. And it really started with his first throw of the game. 14-19 remaining in the first quarter. This is a little short play-action mag concept where it's pretty heavy play-action. You got three guys in the route, and you're trying to basically just sell out completely showing run. You have two guys in the route, excuse me, and then your running back potentially could leak a little bit late. Not an ideal look because the Eagles are in a too high safety. They're kind of playing the pass. Well, didn't really make much of a difference because of the accuracy that Daniel Jones threw this ball with. He throws it between two defenders, a really narrow window as his receiver Slayton broke inside at about the 22-yard line and the window is maybe three yards wide. This is a 17-yard throw trying to fit it in a window that's about three yards wide. That's big-time accuracy. He did it with ease. Put it right on Slayton's helmet. Very accurate throw between two defenders. Big play after starting off with a sack on the first offensive snap of the game. This was a really nice bounce back and taking advantage uh, of what was a pretty good defensive play call. It is exactly what you could want if you're Philadelphia. And yet the great throw took advantage of that really tight window. Let's fast forward just a little bit more to 11 minutes and 19 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Here's that zone read that we were talking about with Daniel Jones. Remember, we is, we've discussed just how good this zone read has been for the New York Giants. This is a pretty simple zone read. It's inside zone to the right. Usually, this would be like an inside zone with a Y back, meaning he's going to hit the end man on the line of scrimmage and you just hand it off. But because Daniel Jones is a capable runner, they treat the Y, the tight end in this case, as the wrapper. He's wrapping around and he's responsible for the first presence outside. He's bypassing the end man on the line of scrimmage. So Daniel Jones is reading that end man on the line of scrimmage. If that end man of the line of scrimmage crashes on the running back, he pulls it, and then he's got a lead blocker out in front. That's exactly what this play is. The end man of the line of scrimmage crashes inside, and then you got Caden Smith, who's going to seal things up. You're going to have an outside receiver that's blocking down, trying to pin a linebacker. Then you have Caden Smith going out on a secondary defender, trying to push him out, and you find a little bit of a seam right outside the hash that Daniel Jones finds. He scoots towards the end zone for a 34-yard touchdown run. Look, Daniel Jones is not going to be Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray with his legs, but he is just good enough to keep you honest. And I thought this was a really well-executed, great read on the zone read, excellent blocks by the two guys involved in creating the seal, and a good job showing the acceleration that he has in the tank by Daniel Jones. Great touchdown run 
on the zone read. Let's fast forward just a little bit more to five minutes and three seconds remaining in the first quarter. Now, this is a difficult look defensively, a really difficult look that could fool most veteran quarterbacks. At the pre-snap, it looks like a middle-of-the-field closed situation. There is a free safety lined up right in the middle of the field. You're thinking, all right, well, I'm going to work the inside seams on this four vertical concept because that's where I go when I have a middle-of-the-field closed situation. It looks like cover three. So Daniel Jones is thinking, all right, I'm going to read it. Number three, my tight end on the vertical over. Then I'm going to read my seam or the bender to the right-hand side, who's at number two. Well, he doesn't get fooled. And if there's one thing we know about Daniel Jones is that there have been times in his career when he's gotten a little greedy, he's gotten a little careless, and it's resulted in really bad turnovers. Well, right here, he doesn't force the issue. He reads it throughout. He has it, and they catch him. He thinks it's going to be that middle of the field closed read, and he's on it, so he starts his eyes at his tight end, the number three, Evan Ingram. He's not there. He works it quickly to the outside, to the seam guy. But that corner on the outside, who's now responsible for playing the half field, he crashes towards that seam guy, which leads him to look outside. A late find, finding Sterling Shepard on the curl route on the outside. This was an excellent job of working one to two to three in the progression, not getting fooled by the pre-snap coverage and just trusting your eyes. And also a pretty good job too in the pocket, buying a little time to allow yourself to get through that progression and then having enough arm strength on the football, moving away, throwing it from the far hash to about three yards from the sideline on the curl route. I thought this was just a beautiful job of, of advancing from where you were just a couple weeks ago because we have been critical. And rightfully so. We were right in saying that he is too careless with the football. Sometimes he's got to understand where to cut your losses. And Daniel Jones has not done a great job of that to this point of his career. However, this was a step in the right direction. Let's fast forward a little bit to four minutes and 58 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Thought this was really nicely done as well. He can see before the snap that it looks like it's going to be a too high shell. He gives a fake yellow cadence, meaning he's trying to kind of get a tip from the defense to see what things are going to be. It's a good job throughout the entire game, for the most part, of the Eagles defense disguising what it is that they were trying to do on the defensive side. Daniel Jones recognizes, though, in the pre-snap, it's going to be too high safety, so he wants to get as many guys out in the route as humanly possible. He motions his running back, says, hey, running back, go out there. Jones, uh, to Lewis, excuse me, Deion Lewis, go out there outside the numbers and go on a mandatory outside release fade route. I'm going to run a little out route here on the left-hand side, which is a good cover two beater. You read that corner, and next thing you know, you have a chance potentially to hit that hole shot there between 18 and 22 yards. Well, right off the bat, the corner doesn't respect the running back. He's in zone coverage. He's thinking he's not thrown to the running back on the vertical route. There's no way. He's going to throw it inside. So you see the corner just ever so slightly work inside on third and five, which is you know, what I would do if I were a corner two, knowing down a distance, thinking, oh, he's going to throw it to this little slot receiver. I'm going to crash on him, blow it up, and maybe knock the ball free. No, Daniel Jones recognizes that. He looks at his eyes inside, brings that corner in just a little bit more to buy just a little bit more room, and he throws it right over the top to Deion Lewis on a perfectly thrown hole shot against cover two, taking advantage of the void 
in the zone. Just a perfect throw on third and five, backed up, important down and distance there from your own seven. And he drops it up and over the top in a perfect location because it's hard to throw running backs on vertical routes. It is. It's really hard to execute that throw. Deion Lewis is a really good pass catching running back, but still to get that ball up and down in the location that he did was truly remarkable. Fast forward just a little bit more to the third quarter, 12 minutes remaining in the third quarter. At this point of the game, the Eagles say, all right, forget about it. We're playing man coverage. We're going to go lock it up. We're going to man you up and you're going to have to throw against tight windows. Well, Daniel Jones says, all right, let's do it. What he does, he sees man free. Piece of cake. Knows exactly what what it is. No disguise in the pre-snap whatsoever. Man free. I'm going to work my best receiver here in this particular spot in the best matchup that I can possibly find. The problem is I need to acknowledge the phase of where my receiver is relative to the corner. Well, in this particular case, on the snap, Jones decides to work to the boundary, get the ball up and down, which makes sense, knowing that the free safety is in the middle of the field. He recognizes quickly, because he gets the ball out of his hands pretty quickly, he recognizes quickly that the receiver is going to try to get on top of the defender, but the defender's eyes are going to be on the receiver almost from the entire start of the snap. So he knows I can throw it over the top if he wins, or I can hold him up and throw a beautiful back shoulder. Either way, I can't be wrong because the defender is never going to see the ball in the air. Jones opts to throw a back shoulder, and the location on the throw to Sterling Shepard was absolutely perfect. Saw it, snapped it, checked the phase of the defender, knew he had the back shoulder if he wanted it because the defender's back was to him, and he gets it up and down throws it perfectly on the back shoulder and Shepard does an excellent job of adjusting. We'll go next one play forward and the final play that I want to break down here in this quarterback spotlight of Daniel Jones. Same situation, man coverage. No secret. The free safety is trying to cut the three vertical. So you have four verticals. He's trying to cut the tight end working across the middle of the field. Well, what's become a great throw, not just in college, but in the NFL as well, is that number two receiver in a three-by-one working the vertical route. The outside guy in this particular case is on a curl route, not all that dissimilar to the throw he made to the curl route just a little bit earlier. Daniel Jones recognizes that free safety trying to cut off number three, beating him to the spot, knowing he has golden tape in a one-on-one situation, working with a whole lot of field at his disposal. Golden Tate does a perfect job of setting the landmark right in between the numbers and the boundary, he sets it right down the middle. And the location on this throw, similar thing as the last throw, the defender's back is to Daniel Jones the entire snap, never locates the football. So Daniel Jones knows he can drive it down the field on a back shoulder throw, and he can put it where his receiver can make a play on it, and the defender will never have a chance to see it. He throws it in an absolutely perfect location. I mean, we're talking way down the field here, too. This is not an easy throw whatsoever, especially coming to number two on a one to two to three read. He does it beautifully. Perfect location, perfect spot. Like I said, Daniel Jones led the NFL in week 10 on total quarterback rating, edging Tom Brady just ever so slightly. And to do so without a passing touchdown was pretty remarkable. He was excellent throughout the course of the game. And he has his Giants staring up at the Eagles for now 
but they might have more momentum on their side as they are in a race to see who finishes on top in the NFC East. That'll do it for us here on the Quarterback Spotlight. For Andrew Emmer, I'm Greg Mackle. Remember, you can download Inside the Pocket anywhere where you get your podcasts, and you can always get us on the SiriusXM app. Podcasts.